Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Our good friend Duff Conacher, the co-founder of Democracy Watch, you'll find them at democracywatch.ca. And uh, they do excellent work. Keep the political establishment and in a nonpartisan way on their toes and hold them responsible. It's an expensive thing to do, so if you can contribute or wish to contribute, go to democracywatch.ca. There's an opportunity for you to do that, democracywatch.ca. How are you, Duff? I'm well. How are you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by something you tweeted out yesterday, and I've quoted it a couple of times. So before we talk about the news release and what you want the RCMP and prosecutors to do in the SNC Lablan case. Let me just get your thoughts on this. I mean, you wrote it. It's so true. Ford PC party winning 67% of seats with only 18% of eligible voter support is a very questionable election result. Not according to Premier Ford. He did the impossible. Uh, yes. Well, they they um, had more than uh, 40% of the, of the popular vote of those who voted. 41 percent uh it looks like is what the final figure will be um so winning a majority government with that amount is not unprecedented but uh perfect vote split with liberals and ndp each at about uh 24 25 percent and uh overall only 43 percent of eligible voters voting yeah. is one of the lowest turnouts in canadian history at the provincial level and uh that means only 18% actually cast a ballot for the PC party. So they should be walking on eggshells because they certainly don't have much of a popular mandate. 18%. Majority. Yeah, 18% yeah. of eligible voters and you get 67% of the seats. Do the math. Walk, as you said, walk carefully. Uh, because the electorate really felt that it had no other choice. Uh, 57% didn't bother voting. And um, the others, maybe where they were holding their noses. I th- I thought yeah, that was really... I, I, there's a lot of reasons for uh, low voter turnout, and part of it is the voting system. And not every vote counts equally, and, and we should have a system that counts them much more equally and, and fairly in terms of the percentage of seats that each party gets. And then, as well, you know, voting is a reference letter for a politician, and when you're asked to give it a reference letter and you know that the government accountability laws mean that someone can be dishonest, unethical, secretive, wasteful and make unrepresentative decisions and get away with it, not even get caught, or if they do get caught, have face no penalty, why would you want to give a reference letter to to any candidate running when you know that's the system they're heading into where they can get away with wrongdoing? Well, we started and, the show uh, today. We started the show today with a voice clip from Justin Trudeau. Um, Tom in the studio, get that clip ready for me, please, the one we played at uh, the top of the show, and let me know when you have it. Thank you. 
Uh, okay, I want I want you to listen to this stuff because it really relates to what what you were just talking about. We started the show with this clip. Play it, please. When illegal blockades hurt workers and endangered public safety, police were clear that they needed tools not held by any federal, provincial, or territorial law. It was only after we got advice from law enforcement that we invoked the Emergencies Act. So there we have the Prime Minister saying that it was only after they got advice from the law enforcement community that they invoked the Emergencies Act. In Parliament, two chiefs of police from Ottawa and the commissioner of the RCMP all said, we didn't provide that advice. So <laughs> you can go back and listen to the calls that I that I got, Duff. People are, people are just fed up. Yeah, so, we need an honesty in politics law. Democracy Watch has been campaigning for it for 20 years. And yes, we have to worry about the enforcement of such a law very much. It cannot be political in any way. You cannot give a ruling party or an opposition party, any opportunity to use such a law to stifle dissent. However, even if we just put in a law that says uh, that you cannot blatantly lie, which means, you know, it would have to be a very straight-up statement that is very clearly a lie, it would stop a lot of the, the spin and counterspin that we see each day from the ruling party and the opposition yeah. parties. Well, and you know, what, that's what, why what, a lot what, of people don't listen or watch, because why would what you? I heard, what I heard when I heard Mr. Trudeau was such assurance that he can say whatever he wants. Uh, either he doesn't know what he's talking about, or he knows he can get away with it, or he knows he can say whatever he wishes, and there'll be no accountability, because clearly he wasn't advised by the law enforcement community, certainly not those who were called to testify before the parliamentary committee, to invoke the Emergencies Act. They just made it up. Yes, and lots of people say when I propose an honesty in politics law and other accountability reforms, say, oh, well, that's what elections are for. But elections are a very blunt and ineffective accountability tool because you can win majority, as Doug Ford just showed, uh, with very little voter support because of vote splits in our first-past-the-post system. So we need other accountability measures in place. There's 100 loopholes in every level of government's laws, municipal and uh, provincial, territorial and federal. And those 100 loopholes need to be closed and enforcement needs to be made much more independent and strong. And the penalties need to be increased because a lot of these democratic government laws that politicians have written themselves, full of loopholes, even if you are caught and you happen, despite the loopholes, to actually violate one of the laws, the penalty is often just a report saying you violated a law. And these are the most important laws that protect our democracy. And uh, it comes up in the SNC-Lavalin situation, all of these problems with the enforcement system and, and loopholes and flaws uh, that allow people to get away with uh, what seems to be clear okay, wrongdoing. So, so let's do the segue here, because you uh, um, released a, a news release during the week. I contacted you about it, and here, here you are. This is what we were going to talk about, and let's do it. So you wrote, here's the headline, Democracy Watch again calls on RCMP and prosecutors to issue update on investigation into obstruction of SNC-Lavalin prosecution by Trudeau cabinet officials. I mean, Mr. Trudeau himself was censored by the um, Conflict of Interest Commissioner. He appointed, without, <laughs> without participation of the opposition parties, which parliamentary law requires. So tell us, please, what is it that you, what is, what is it you're telling people we should be paying attention to as far as this SNC-Lavalin case continuing is concerned? Well, August 2019, we uh, had the Ethics Commission report come out and say that uh, 
Trudeau had uh, pressured the Attorney General and directed several officials to, in his office and others uh, to pressure the uh, Attorney General and Bill Morneau, Finance Minister, and some of his staff had done it as well to stop a prosecution, which just fundamentally undermines a very important uh, key part of any democracy, which is the rule of law, which means if you've broken the law, you're held accountable for breaking the law. And it was to protect uh, a, a company that had donated significant amounts of money to the Liberal Party over the years, SNC-Lavalin, from clear wrongdoing and trying to stop the prosecution of the company. And here we are now, uh, almost three years later, and the last update from the RCMP was September 2019. So either the investigation has been closed, if so, the public has a right to know that, or it's ongoing, in which case the public has a right to know that as well. Almost all the information that was needed to judge the situation was written up in the Ethics Commissioner's report, finding Trudeau guilty. Uh, and that was released in August 2019. So what else have they dug up? And if they've made a final decision, the public has a right to know. Are you letting Mr. Trudeau off the hook for obstructing justice by trying to stop this prosecution? Many people, uh, including several expert criminal lawyers, believe that the line was crossed and it was obstruction of justice. And uh, if so, why? And recently, the RCMP, in response to an Access to Information Act request uh, filed by the Conservative Party, released documents uh, that showed that they closed the investigation into another scandalous uh, action by Trudeau, which is accepting the gift of the trip to the Aga Khan's private Bahamas Island for himself and his family and friends, while the Aga Khan was dealing with him in terms of asking for government grants. Well, if the RCMP can release the documents about the Aga Khan uh, Trudeau scandal, they can release the documents about the SNC-Lavalin Trudeau scandal. And so that's what we've requested. We requested them first in February 2021, and we're requesting them now again in May 2022. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.